Hey, my name is Parker Manuel, pastor of Pinewood Church in Boulder, Colorado, where our mission is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. I wanted to start today off, well, first I want to acknowledge something. If you're a guest with us today, I'm wearing a suit. We don't normally dress this fancy at Pinewood. We're usually pretty casual, but at Candlelight Sundays, we always just dress it up just a little bit more. And so if you're here dressed like a normal human being, you're perfectly welcome here. You didn't get the memo. It's your first time. But on Candlelight Service, we dress up just a little bit more. I want to do, because it's it's a tradition. Speaking of tradition, One of the traditions that I think is really important, especially at this time of the year, is to go back to uh, the nativity story. A tradition that we had in my wife's family is that we would always sit down and watch the nativity story on Christmas Eve as a reminder of really what the season is all about. And so I wanted to start our candlelight service off just reading. And so you could just sit back, just relax. We're just going to read a portion of scripture together on what Christmas is all about. If you want to follow along, it's going to be in Luke chapter 1. And we're going to start in verse 26. It says this. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came near to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. She was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering, what kind of greeting could this be? Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not had sexual relations? the man. The angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. Father, we're thankful for this story. Father, we know that this is not just the Christmas story, but this is history. This is truth. 
This is the marvelous story of your, your son coming down, uh, living the example, but living so much more than an example, being our Savior, and going to a brutal cross to die an unthinkable death so that all humanity could have hope, could know love intimately and personally, and so that we could have hope for eternity with you. So, Father, we're thankful for this story. I pray that we, uh, tonight we allow it to not just enter our thoughts and our minds, to really settle in our hearts and to really be touched by just how much you love us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Winter solstice is December 21st. How many of you love winter solstice? Exactly. Winter solstice is the darkest time of the year. And isn't it timely that in the darkest time of the year, we celebrate the brightest light in the world, Jesus Christ? In the darkest moment in all human history, light broke through to give us hope. And hope always brings new life. Have you ever noticed that have you ever noticed that new life always first occurs in darkness? Have you ever thought of this? Some of the first recorded words in scripture was let there be light. Whether a seed in the ground, a baby in the womb, or Jesus in a tomb, light pierces through and it brings life. It brings hope. How many of you need hope in this winter solstice season? <laughs> there was great desperation. There was great darkness across the entire face of the universe. There was war. There was destruction. There was a desperate need for a rescue mission. Through Jesus, God runs through in the pitch black night on a rescue mission for your heart. In the form of a baby, the spark of light is revealed. And that light brought peace, it brought hope, and it brought love to all who would believe. If you believe that tonight, can somebody give God a shout of praise in the birth of Jesus Christ while I gather myself? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's going to be this way, uh, whole service fan, but you're here for it. Uh, when this building was built in 1991, it was built with these two, uh, well, not just two, but this entire back wall is nothing but a double-sided window. And it was built that way on purpose. It was an intentional uh, vision for two reasons. One, so that as people gather together, as the church gathered together in this building, and we worshiped, we could look out and we could see the glory in God's creation. But it wasn't just about looking out and seeing the glory in God's creation. It's also so that we could look out and we could have compassion over the city. If you've noticed, it's called uh, the lookout. 
building is called the lookout. The road we're on is called Lookout Road. Why? Because it's on a hill and we're looking out over all of Boulder. But it wasn't just so that the church could look out. It's a double-sided window. Another one of the visions for having it that way is so that the city could look in and see the glory of God lived out through the church. And that's why I believe the candlelight service is such a special night is because we're going to be doing, towards the end, we're going to be handing out candles. You have candles under your seats. We're going to be lighting those candles, and we're going to give you an opportunity to look out over the city. And when we do, it's my prayer, as we look out over the city, we look out and we marvel of God's creation. But more than that, we marvel over his greatest creation, which is all of humanity. And that just like Jesus did, we have compassion over the city. But then also, as the blinds are lifted, we're going to hold our candles high. Matthew 5, 14 says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. And if you're a follower of Jesus today, I want to encourage you, you're a light. Let's be the light tonight. And let's, let's hold our candles thinking, God, how am I representing you well, being the light of the world? Am I showing your glory in how I live my life? I want to talk to you for just a few minutes on the benefits of light. First benefit that I believe is important about light is that it gives us guidance. And I don't know about you, but in 2020, I have needed an abundance of guidance. At night, whenever I've prayed over my kids, one of the things that I pray every single night, kids can attest to it, is, Lord, I need, I need wisdom. Lord, I need guidance. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I need, I need your vision. Does anybody else feel like they need guidance in 2021? What do you have for my life? I lost everything. I lost my job. Everything that I've built my entire life is now gone. I've lost my mom. I've lost my dad. I've lost my best friend. And we're coming saying, God, I need guidance. Well, light is perfect for giving guidance. I'm a big fan of light. Uh, if you were to drive through uh, our neighborhood, you could probably find our house pretty quickly. Just follow the light. It'll guide you home. Uh, I'm a, I take on the full embodiment of the Griswold Christmas spirit. Um, I go big bulbs. We probably put up, I mean, thousands and thousands of light on our house. So I'm a big fan of light. Also a big fan of light because I have five kids. So in our home, it's really important to me that we illuminate the floor. I don't know what it is. I think I'd rather get tortured or punched in the face than a step on a Hot Wheel on bare feet. I feel like every pain nerve in your body just shoots. <laughs> Lord, take me now. <laughs> I'm a big fan of light because it gives guidance. Can you imagine the world without light? Can you imagine your life without light? You're driving down the road. Nobody has headlights on, and we're all praying, Jesus, take the wheel. I pray I don't die today. 
You're in the middle of a hike. Your light goes out. It's pitch black outside. It's a no moon. What do you do? You need a light to give you guidance. I want to tell you today, Jesus is the light that you're so desperately searching for to give you guidance. What's guiding you? I would think that for many of you, you've been searching. And I would say in a room this size with as many people here and as many people that are watching online, I would say that you are looking everywhere for guidance. You're reading all of the books. You're talking to all of the people that usually give you the best guidance. I want to encourage right now, don't, you don't have to stop doing all of that. Just go to the source of light first. Who is your source? Not what is your source, who is your source? Jesus is the source of light. And he doesn't just reveal what's on the outside. He gives you guidance on the inside. And the guidance that he gives will never fail. We know that the devil wants you to go on his path. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to guide you on his path toward death and destruction. But Jesus says, I have come so that they may have life and have it abundant. One of my, my life verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's trust in the Lord. Trust. How many of you know it takes trust on whatever road you're going on? If you're going to follow the devil's path, guess what? You're trusting in the devil. If you're going to follow God's path, you're trusting in God. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. And what does the scripture say? He will direct your path. He will make your path straight. Why? Because the light is on the inside, and he's guiding you, but you got to trust him. Second benefit of light is that it reveals truth. It reveals truth. How many of you know this is true when you walk into a bathroom where the light is just a little too bright? Walk in and flip it on, you're like, whoa, that's what it looks like, and you're like, bags and the wrinkles. And, and we, this reality has become extra true in this season of Zoom calls. Anybody else get that circle light that you put in your house and you're looking at yourself in the Zoom call thinking, something's not right here. Why? Because the brighter the light, the more it reveals what's actually going on on the outside. The same is true for the light of Jesus coming on the inside. He's going to reveal the truth of what's going on in the heart. Another way to say that is it exposes the truth of what's really going on. So if the light was turned on in your heart, I want to ask you tonight, what would be revealed? Where are you at today? This is candlelight. It's okay to be honest. You know, just be honest with where you're at. Jesus comes in and he's searching the crevices of your heart, the hidden parts of your life. Where is your heart tonight? What would be revealed behind your motivations behind what you do? What would be revealed behind your marriage? How you're treating your kids? If the light came in, what would be revealed? I want to invite you to let the light in. Many of you may think, yeah, but if I let the light in and he truly sees who I am, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of fear there. There's a lot of condemnation there. I want to let you know that that is the opposite of the God that we serve. 
what you're actually going to find when the light and the truth comes in, what you're actually going to find is so much forgiveness that you can't even handle it. There's nothing that God cannot forgive. You're going to find so much acceptance, you can't even, you won't even know where to put it. You're going to find so much joy, so much peace that passes all understanding when you let the light in. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world in this way that he gave his one and only son, and that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. And this is the part that I want us to lean into. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. He's not looking to condemn you. He's on a rescue mission running through the pitch black night of your heart to get to the core of who you are to bring light, to reveal his truth, and to help you discover his love. I want to invite you into that reality of your life tonight. C.S. Lewis has a quote, a very powerful quote. It says this, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. First John 1, 5 through 9 says, This is the message we have heard from him, and we declare to you, God is light, and there's absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him, and yet we walk in darkness, we're lying and we're not practicing truth. Why? Because light reveals truth. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all of our sins. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves. How many of you would say, I've never sinned? I, think, I don't think that's one that i got to convince you of right there. I think we acknowledge that we have sinned. We're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, I don't think many of us have a hard time acknowledging that we're a sinner, but I think many of us have stopped it right there and said, I'm okay acknowledging I'm a sinner. I'm just not okay confessing my sin to God. But I want to invite you, family, what if tonight was the night where you said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my faith, my trust in Jesus, and I'm going to confess my sins to him. Scripture says they'll cleanse you of all of your sin. Scripture says that he'll make you white as snow. It also says that if you come to Jesus, that you become a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things are made new. Why? Because he reveals the truth of who you are, and he makes you new. And finally, one benefit of light is that it brings hope. That's why we put lighthouses on the sea, because it gives hope. We're almost at the shore. What in your life is giving you hope? What in your life is sustaining you? Isaiah 9-2, very common passage around this time of the year. It says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. And then a few verses on in verse 6, it says, for a child will be born for us. His son will be given to us. The government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There is only one light that brings hope and that gives life and that can sustain you. And that source of light is Jesus Christ. He is the light, and that light was the life of man. John 14, 6, 
Jesus declares of himself. He says, I am the way. I, I am the way. He gives guidance. I am the truth. He reveals truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is light. And I want to invite you right now. I want to invite you to two things. First, I want to invite you that if you're here today and you've never proclaimed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've never said, God, I believe you. I believe that you are who you say that you are. Tonight, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to let the light in. I want to invite you tonight. Don't put it off. Say yes to Jesus. We know from Romans 8, it says, but God demonstrates his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus came as a baby, which is what we're celebrating at Christmas, born of a baby, lived a, a perfect and sinless life. He hung and he died on a cross. Even while we were yet sinners, he hung and died on a cross for your sin and for my sin. And it was through his death, paying the penalty, the death that we deserved, the death that we warranted because of our sin, stood in the gap. And because of his death, he was buried and he rose from the grave. Because of his death, burial, and resurrection, we can have life, we can have hope, and we can know and we can understand light. Scripture says that if you confess with your mouth, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Lord is a, is a word that means He's master of your life. Something's master of your life. It's maybe self, maybe the devil. Something's Lord of your life. The question is, is Jesus Lord of your life? If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So tonight as we sing uh, with the candles lit, I want to invite you to confess doesn't have to be pretty. doesn't have to be poetic. It just has to be honest and transparent and say, God, I confess that I believe that you are who you say you are, and I'm going to walk in your path. And guess what? You become a family, a son, a daughter. Old things are gone. All things are made new. You get the light. You get hope. You get truth. And if you're here today and you are a believer, you are a follower, son, and daughter of the king, then as we light the candles, I just want us to take a moment to remember. Isn't it so common especially in the season that life gets busy, things get chaotic, and we forget what this is really all about. And so just take a moment to remember. Let it sink into your soul and your spirit, imagining Jesus coming down, the light, the life, the death, burial, and resurrection. And I pray that in that moment, you would have an encounter with his presence and that you would leave different than the way that you came. If you would, go ahead, stand to your feet, grab your candle, under your seat. I'm going to read this passage and then I'm going to light the candle and then we're just going to let the light be passed on all the way to the back as a representation that you 
are the light of the world. John 1, 4, and 5. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, or if you'd like to join us on a Sunday, head on over to pinewoodboulder.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And if you'd like to be notified every time we post new content, then subscribe. And remember, just keep coming back.